Live from Cape Town, this is the voice of the Cape. The voice of the Cape. The voice of the Cape. Madrasa on air. Assalamualaikum warahmatullahi wabarakatuh and welcome back. I'd say welcome back, yes, because I'm still with you, this side of the microphone, of course. And this time presenting a different program, and that is, of course, Madrasan A, the Hajj edition. However, I have in studio with me my special guest, none other than Sheikh Ibrahim Abrams. Now, we are going to be doing a recap as to where she stopped yesterday. I'm thinking that you already know the deal already. But this uh, topic for the afternoon, this afternoon would be Hajj in the Holy Quran. However, just before we go on to that, I'm going to be greeting Sheikh in studio. Sheikh, assalamu alaikum. Wa alaikum assalam wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Sheikh, how are you doing this afternoon? Fine, alhamdulillah. Now it's yourself and Yasmin. I'm alhamdulillah, Sheikh. Shukran for asking. Sheikh, before we head on to, you know, Hajj in the Holy Quran, maybe Sheikh just want to do a recap with our listeners as to where she stopped yesterday for those maybe tuned in as well as those who's tuning in for the first time also to know that you also can interact with us on our WhatsApp number as well as our SMS. Sheikh Tafato. Shukran jazakallah khair. Bismillahir Rahmanir Rahim. Alhamdulillah wahda wa salatu wa salamu ala man la nabiya ba'd. Rabbi sharah li sadri wa yassir li amri wa hlul uqdatan min lisani yafqahu kawli. اللهم علمنا بما ينفعنا وانفعنا بما علمتنا وارزقنا علما يا ذا الجلال والإكرام السلام عليكم ورحمة الله وبركاته All thanks and praises due to Allah always and forever We cannot thank Allah enough for the great favor May Allah grant us to be of those who are worthy of the great favors of Allah and those people who show appreciation for the favors of Allah Ameen Amin Ya Rabbal Alameen Then love and salam to our beloved Prophet Muhammad Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam His family, his friends and all those who participated with him May Allah grant us to be amongst them Amin Ya Rabbal Alameen Alhamdulillah uh, Before we actually go into the program Allow us to do the opening dua Bismillahir Rahmanir Rahim Alhamdulillahi Rabbil Alameen Wal Aqibatu Lil Muttaqin Wal Jannatu Lil Muwahideen Wal Aoudwana Illa Ala Zalimeen والصلاة والسلام على أشرف الأنبياء والمرسلين سيدنا ومولانا محمد وعلى آله وأصحابه أجمعين اللهم ارحمنا بالقرآن العظيم وجعله لنا إماما ونورا وهدى ورحمة اللهم ذكرنا منه ما نسينا وعلمنا منه ما جهلنا وارزقنا تلاوته آناء الليل وأطراف النهار على الوجه الذي يرديك عنا وجعله حجة لنا ولا تجود لا تجعل حجة علينا برحمتك يا أرحم الراحمين ربنا زدنا علما ورزقنا فهما برحمتك يا أرحم الراحمين اللهم حبب إلينا الإيمان وزينه في قلوبنا وكره إلينا الكفر والفسوق والعسيان وجعلنا من الراشدين برحمتك يا أرحم الراحمين ربنا آتنا في الدنيا حسنة وفي الآخرة حسنة وقنا أذاب النار وادخلنا الجنة مع الأبرار يا عزيز يا غفار يا رب العالمين سبحان ربك رب العزة عما يصفون وسلام على المرسلين والحمد لله رب العالمين Mashallah, Bismillahir Rahmanir Rahim. As for our recap as to what happened yesterday, we were busy on a, 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 a section which we called Hajj 
in relationship to all the other arkan, when we looked at Hajj as the last pillar of the steen, and then we say, if this is the last pillar, let's see how do we understand it, how do we see and look at the big picture of Hajj in relationship with the other arkan, and can you separate them, or are you supposed to put them together? Are they intertwined with one another, which is reality, or are they two situations where you can separate in total totality? We came to realize you cannot separate them because they are totally intertwined. They belong all to one another, and so you cannot do the one without the other. But you can only understand the processes of implementation and its laws and understanding and its of Hajj, if for that matter you understand the other pillars, and we've looked at that, we managed to finish the first pillar, which is the Kalimat to Shahada, we finished the second pillar, which is As-Salah, we finished the third pillar, which is As-Zakah, we yesterday went into the fourth pillar, As-Sawm, and we looked at, we mentioned the fact that Allah mentions it in Surah Al-Baqarah, we said, spoke about its purpose, uh, and the, the the fact that you and I need to know ourselves, where we are as Muslims, and precisely where is it we that we need to be. We looked at the concept of fasting, as as that process where we need to understand that this, uh, knowing my strength and my weaknesses, and developing through that to become a better person. It's all about control mechanisms that needs to be in place. We said, we also looked at. Uh, the, uh, the the sense of care, compassion, share, consideration for others. We spoke about the fact that it looks at the individual, the individual growth, individual quality, because as individual quality, if you look at the whole ummah becomes a, a, a broad process of, as in every individual plays the role of developing the Islam within them, and every family would be able to be meaningful and valuable and qualitative, and so the Muslim community and societies will be vibrant, and the Muslim Ummah then will be strong, but it starts with the individual. And so the need for the individual to do a thorough check within his domestic life, within his social life, within his business, and those things that he needs to develop and grow with, may Allah grant us. And that brings us down to the understanding of the third, the fourth pillar, which is another medium-term pillar. And then we said the last pillar, which is the only long-term pillar in Islam, is Hajj. We said that pillar, Allah deals with it in Surah Baqarah, Surah number 2. The verses I would want to refer to is verse 196, but I'd also want to refer to Surah number 3, three Surah Ali Imran, verses 97, or verse number 97. It really is, as the scholar says, it's a meeting with our Lord in this world as if we're going to meet Him in the hereafter. It's preparing for a return to Allah. It's... Uh, a separation from all the world relations and relationships that I have and, and I'm making my relationship with Allah till strong it's focus on the greatest form of ibadah it's a meeting the uh, the, in, in, the international ummah my national ummah at the same time as going there to meet my Lord but also meeting there as part of the the, 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 the Ummah or the International Ummah, uh, uh, as we said, the United Nations of Islam that Allah wants us to meet there and to see how much we can share our strengths 
with others and see how can we be show support to others for whatever their needs are. May Allah grant us that is holistically or what we call in concept what is meant by this Hajj. Um, and, and, and thereby we managed to finish that. We today, Alhamdulillah, we started off yesterday by just mentioning the fact that we're going into the um, the session of what Allah says in the Holy Quran about Hajj. Now, I probably would want to say to our people, let's all go, if you open the Quran and go to Surah number 2, Surah Ali, uh, Surah uh, Al-Baqarah, um, and you see verse 196. Now Allah says in this verse, When you do the Hajj, complete it, fulfill it, do it properly, holistic, cover it from its beginning till the end for the sake of Allah. Um, the scholars also says, those things that you need to do, do it in precision of what Allah and His Rasul expects of us to do. Right? So, and when you do it, meaning see that you fulfill everything that needs to be done. Immediately Allah goes as after Allah says that you need to complete. In should you be prevented to fulfill. Now, the reason for Allah says if you should be prevented is the other ibadat. It is ibadah like the kalima shahada. It's something that we said short term. It's, it's you do it on your tongue and you get your heart and your body and everything collective with the processes of whether you are living Islam in accordance with Allah in the Holy Quran and the Sunnah Tariqah of the Nabi Muhammad Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. That's a short term. Uh, then there's Salah which is short term on yourself. But Salah has a spiritual and a physical aspect to it. That physical aspect might entail traveling. Or moving from point A to point B. Whereas the issue of uh, uh, the third kind, uh, which is zakah, it sometimes might entail traveling, it might not entail traveling, right? Um, the, the, fourth, the fourth one of fasting, it might, well, it usually don't entail traveling itself, but you might be on travel and there are certain rules and regulations upon you. The, the other one is the fasting. That one is inevitable. It has the, 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 the factor of traveling with it as a necessity for everybody. Now, as a necessity for everybody refers to those people who come from everywhere around the world to want to perform Hajj. Your, 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 all the other ibadat of the five pillars, you could do it anywhere around the world, wherever you find yourselves. Whereas the performance of Hajj is only to be performed in one place right around the world. Meaning everybody right around the world needs to travel to that one place and see that they perform the Hajj there at that one place. They meet at that one area, they get together there, they do the ibadah there, and from there they perform what we call the Hajj. So, the the aspect of traveling is a necessity. So Allah says, فَإِنْ أُحْسِرْتُمْ Should you be prevented from having to reach there? Prevented from having to fulfill your ibadah. Prevented from having to complete the ibadah. 
Remember, as I says, a team will complete it. But if you prevent it from completion for some reason or another, you don't have the capacity or the ability to complete. From a Sayyidah min al-Hadi, such a person must be able to slaughter a sheep, must give a Hadi, as they would say. And I'm probably going to go into a little bit of that detail further. But what does it mean? It means there might be preventative measures for the type of life that mankind live. Some other people who might be Muslim or not Muslim might be able to be pirates on the way, might be people who, who, who gangsters or things or harm you, preventing you, and you cannot fulfill. They might be coming to, uh, um, what we say, people come to you and they, they take all your goods and your luggage from you and everything is away, then you have nothing. And they stake all your monies and your wealth. Now these are all means and ways. And Allah tells us, فَإِنْ أُحْسِرْتُمْ Should you be prevented? Now, the preventation that Allah is referring to is a preventation when you are in the state of ihram. When you are in the state of ihram. Which means, you do not enter into ihram whilst being in Makkah. Remember, Makkah is the place that you're going to, where the Hajj and the Umrah is to be performed. But you travel towards Makkah. And already on the journey, before you get to Makkah, Allah has put down certain conditions for you that you need to be able to enter into the state of Ihram. And you need to enter into the state of Ihram quite a distance away from Makkah. Example, the people of Medina, just outside the city of Medina, do they go into the state of Ihram for coming to Makkah? The people that come from the the the, nor, the northern part of Makkah, the no, northeastern distance, there is a place called Dhatairq, which for that matter they need to enter into Ihram from there. Too. And then there is a group of people who comes from the south, uh, Yalamlam is the area that is, which means these are all various areas at various directions wherever people can enter into to come to Makkah to perform the Hajj or the Umrah, then they need to be in a state of ihram when they come into that area. And because they have to enter there, then they might be prevented as Allah Ta'ala say. Shukran so much for that, Sheikh, the voice there of Sheikh Ibrahim Abrams, of course, dealing on the topic of Hajj in the Holy Quran. Immediately after Allah says, فَإِنْ أُحْسِرْتُمْ If you be prevented, and I've discussed the preventation is, you're prevented of having to complete because you start off for the moment by entering into Ihram. Now, if you mean you're in a state of Ihram, now you're on your journey between the, the entry places and Makkah, and for some reason or another, you are being prevented. Whatever happens doesn't allow you to fulfill, to carry on. فَإِنْ أُحْسِرْ مِنَ الْهَدِي Then Allah says, then you need to be able to slaughter a sheep. Now just imagine you've been captured by a group of thugs who come around to be able to uh, uh, um, empty you of all your wealth. They steal everything, they take everything from you. Do you think they will leave your, your, your purse with you? Or your gold card, or your phone. What would they leave with you? They'd leave nothing. But yet Allah says, even if you have nothing and they've emptied you out as a means to prevent you from having to proceed, then you must be able to then slaughter a sheep because you've been prevented, you cannot go further. What if they prevent you and they take you? You're in the state of Ihram and they capture you and prevent you of going further. Like in hostage processes. 
You kept hostage through the period of Hajj, and you cannot fulfill, you cannot complete. From a stay in al Hadi analysis, then you must be able to slaughter a sheep. Now listen furthermore what Allah says. Now remember, Allah is the creator of the universe. If Allah can mention something that like you've been prevented, which means Allah knows the detail of the human race. Allah understands the processes of what had happened. Yet, that very Allah who understands the completion, that Allah says you must slaughter a sheep. That's what just said. Now, if you don't have a single cent on you, where and how must you get that? How must you be able to then slaughter an animal? But Allah wants us to understand it's not the issue of slaughtering the sheep, it's the issue of understanding the seriousness of this ibadah. That when you enter in, its completion is you see that you do not back off, you carry on. Then Allah says, وَلَا تَحْلِكُوا رُؤُوسَكُمْ now Allah take this step even furthermore Not only is it a necessity for you to slaughter the sheep Or having to be able to give the hadi as we've said Allah says then You the person that's in the state of ihram Do not shave your heads Now what is meant It means you have to After the completion of entry into the state of ihram you need to complete your ibadah and because you've now been prevented you cannot come out of the state of ihram because the only way to go out of the state of ihram is to come to the end of your ibadah and then you do what we say the the mouth shaving of the head so the shaving of the head is the indication that the ibadah comes to an end but that's part of the ibadah and after the fulfillment of everything in the ibadah but if the ibadah has not been been fulfilled Allah says wala tahliku ru'usakum and please do not shave your heads wala tahliku do not shave your heads hatta yablugha al-hadyu mahilla not until you are absolutely sure and you've been confirmed about the fact that the hadi that you ought to slaughter that you need to slaughter has reached the place of slaughtering now the place of slaughtering is the area of Makkah but you can't just take a sheep, you don't know where you're going to get a sheep, you don't have anything. So you've got to send the sheep there, you have the sheep shorted there, slaughtered there, or if you still have your phone, you can phone your friend and ask him to be able to slaughter on your behalf. But he needs to phone back to you, remember you've been, they, 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 they've, they've hijacked everything from you. So now you have nothing, and how are you going to get a message back? So all this is a reference to the fact that Allah wants to say, Allah, the Lord who understands a human being, no body of the whole human being understands us better than Allah, that Allah who knows the circumstances in the encumbered, that Allah says to us, وَلَا تَحْلُكُوا رُؤُسَكُمْ You cannot slaughter, you, you cannot slaughter the animal, and you cannot shave your head, which means you cannot exit from the state of ihram. You need to stay in that state of ihram until you are absolutely sure the hadi has reached Makkah and it's been slaughtered there and you've been informed as that it's been slaughtered. وَلَا تَحْلِكُوا رُؤُوسَكُمْ حَتَّى يَبْلُغَ الْهَدْيُ مَحِلَّةِ Then Allah Ta'ala carries on. فَمَنْ كَانَ مِنْكُمْ مَرِيدًا أَوْ بِهِ أَذَمْ مِنْ رَأْسِهِ If somebody is, is in the sense of sickness, 
where in the state of ihram he needs to cover some parts of his head or for that matter there's things in his hair and he needs to scratch and there's certain medication he used to do you to do and he needs to rub and to scratch his body on and that process whilst in that state of ihram that person must also offer a fidya. A fidya means he can either uh, serve some some poor people, or he can uh, uh, he can he can uh, uh, give whatever there is of 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 of, of hadi in either helping poor people or fasting in the month of uh, or slaughtering a sheep. If his capacity allows him to slaughter a sheep, he can slaughter a sheep. If he cannot and he can fast for X amount of days, then he can do that or he can serve some poor people with something to eat. And this is what Allah tells us, again the process of having to understand Allah wants us to recognize Allah wants you to be able to see that you treat this ibadah with total amount of respect and give it your best that you can and keep the focus of having to know I'm here to be able to meet up with my Lord I'm interacting with my Lord the main objective of Hajj is being in the presence of Allah I'm not coming to Makkah Makkah is the area I'm coming to but I'm actually coming to meet up with Allah um, in the words of one of the, the words of Sina Umar he says to us there will come a time when many people will come to Makkah and a handful of them will obtain Hajj some of the scholars says there will come a time when many people will meet the law will meet the house of the Lord many people will meet up with the house of the Lord and very few of them will actually meet up with the Lord of the house which means they see the Kaaba they are interacting around the Kaaba and that is where it ends. They do not realize that the major purpose is not the Kaaba. The Kaaba is the means towards. And so Makkah is the means. And then after Makkah, the Kaaba, the Kaaba becomes the means. And when you actually there at the Kaaba, you keep the means to be able to keep the link with Allah. But the link with Allah is not only when you're in Ihram. The link with Allah is in every detail, every split second while the person is on the ibadah. So, whilst you are in the ibadah, you need to be cognizant of yourself, absolutely aware of everything that you did do, and we will see this as we go along, as Allah expounds the processes in the Holy Quran. Allah then carries on. Allah says, if for that matter, uh, but if for that matter you are now in safety you have not been prevented you are a safe person and you then perform the umrah and فمن, فمن and then said such a person must also pay the hadi now what, what is Allah speaking about here? Allah speaks about the process of the state of ihram. Now, you need to understand basically these two states of ihram. The states of ihram is the state of ihram for hajj, and the other one is for umrah. Those are the two states of ihram. But the ihram has got three different levels that you can enter into. The state of ihram, the one is called ifrad, the other one is called 
Quran and the other one is called Tamattu'ah. Those are the three forms of Ihram that a person can go on in Hajj which you need to enter into. Shukran so much for that. Interestingly, the three forms of uh, ihram in which you need to enter in if you are going to be performing your hajj. She has been speaking about those three terms in which you need to enter in terms of ihram if you are going to be going on hajj. And yes, she is going to be continuing on that. Sheikh, tafaddo. Shukran jazakallah khair for the We were speaking at the person when Allah says, فَإِذَا أَمِنْتُمْ When you are safe and sound, you are on your journey, and there is nothing that prevents you no more. فَمَنْ تَمَتَّعَ بِالْأُمْرَةَ إِلَى الْحَجِّ Whosoever is doing the umrah in the, the, the period of the hajj season and wanting to perform hajj that very year, فَمَسْتَيْسَ مِنَ الْهَدِي Then that person must be able to give the hadi. Now, giving the hadi is one aspect, but understanding the processes of the states of ihram, we said you enter into ihram either for hajj or for umrah. But if you enter the ihram for hajj, there is three forms that you enter the ihram for. It's called ifrad, kiran, and tamattu. Now, ifrad, what is meant by the word ifrad? The word ifrad means come from the word farada, or uh, where you do something individually. It means completely separate in, on its own, where you only go with the intention to perform hajj and only hajj. That's ifrad. Kiran, on the other hand, is where you connect. Karana yakrino means to enter one thing into the other, meaning you intertwine the two things together, which means you add the Hajj and the Umrah together. That is the second one. Now, if a person had to perform Ifrad in the time of, 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 of Hajj, then he's performing Ifrad in the time of Hajj, which means he performs the intention for Hajj. The intention is to perform the Hajj in the Hajj period. If he performs Quran meanings, he intends to perform the Umrah first and then the, the, the Hajj. Right? Or the Umrah and the Hajj together on this Hajj. And the ruling by Allah Ta'ala for the people prior to us. That in actual fact, in actual fact came to perform the Hajj. They did the ruling of Quran that was norm. And if you had to do Quran, you had to pay a penalty but you also had to stay in ihram from the beginning of entry into Makkah until the Hajj season comes to an end for an example for our people if our people leave here at the beginning of the Al-Qa'da they leave here at the beginning of the Al-Qa'da then they had to stay in ihram for that four months I mean that four weeks and then the 13 days of Hajj they had to stay right through the whole period from the moment of entry right until the staying the completion, the Hajj has been completed. That has been the ruling prior to the ruling in Islam. So if that is ifrad, is that the person goes with the intention of only performing the Hajj, so he's not interacting the Hajj and the Umrah together, he's just doing a Hajj, there's no penalty on him. The person who performs Quran does the joining of the Hajj and the Umrah together by necessity needs to stay in Ihram. The person who is in Ifrad needs to stay in Ihram as well. The person who is doing Quran joins the two, the Hajj and the Umrah together, but needs to stay in Ihram from the moment of entry until the end. So both of them stay in Ihram continuously. Here for the first time, Allah Ta'ala mentions in the Holy Quran فَمَنْ تَمَتَّعَ بِالْأُمْرَةِ إِلَى الْحَجِّ فَمَسْتَيْسَرَ مِنَ الْهَدِي 
Allah Ta'ala gives the permissibility to nobody other but only to the Ummah of the Nabi Muhammad Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam because there has been never ever been something like tamattu' known to anybody prior even or to the Ummah of the Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam in the first few years of the Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam up till the time the Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam performed his final Hajj or the, the Hajjatul Islam, until the Nabi performed that, there was no knowledge by anybody or any person ever to know anything like uh, uh, the matter of Tamattu'ah. It wasn't known. There was only the two forms of Ihram. They entered into Ihram with uh, Ifrad or Kiran. There wasn't a Tamattu. Tamattu was a gift by Allah given to the Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam and the Ummah of the Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam only. So it became a law then and then only and it's to be implemented to the Ummah of the Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. But it's a gift of total consideration that Allah has for this Ummah. What gift is it? The word tamatta'ya tamattu' is meaning you a sense of enjoyment. You're going to have a sense of enjoyment. Meaning, you under normal circumstances, if you entered in the state of ihram for hajj or for umrah in the hajj season, which is from the first of shawwal, labarang, ramadan, from that labarang day onwards already the hajj season starts. And if you entered into ihram in that period, in any of that period, you had to stay in Ihram, the normal law. But that became an, ex- uh, an exception when Allah ta- ra- allowed the process of فَمَنْ تَمَتَّعَ بِالْأُمْرَةِ إِلَى الْحَجِّ Whosoever does the Hajj and the Umrah collective in perform and doing the Hajj in that same year, فَمَسْتَيْسَرَ مِنَ الْهَدِي Allah says that that person must be able to pay the Hadi. But the process of the paying of the hadith is Allah's command. It is Allah's command. So no judge must be able to say, or it is a command of Allah for any judge who wants if you want to perform the hajj necessity, you must have a hadi with you, you must have a sheep to slaughter, or you must have the, the sufficient with you to be able to slaughter a sheep there. This is what Allah gives us as a gift. So the gift is given. Do not break down the quality of your hajj work at seeing that you make your hajj right. Allah Ta'ala is the one that said what must be in place. And the reason for me saying this, it doesn't come from Imam Shafi'i. Imam Shafi'i has got nothing to do this. Not even the Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam has a say in that. The Nabi didn't say this must happen in that. This comes from the Lord of Muhammad Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. The Lord, the greatest of Lords. The one who knows what is expected for you to do in Ibadah. And especially the Ibadah of Hajj. And he puts down all the conditions. Yes, he wants us to do and to be so cognizant and to make the very, very best of this ibadah and to know that we must have hadi money with us if we want to do tamattu'ah. So tamattu'ah means the word tamattu'ah, tamattu, a sense of enjoyment. Under normal circumstances, you cannot come out of ihram, but Allah Ta'ala gives this ummah, the Ummah of the Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, the first time in history the right to be able to come to Makkah in the period of Hajj and to be able to relieve themselves out of the state of Ihram. In that period, they come out of Ihram, but Allah showers them with a barakah. They will enjoy the moments, they will have the freedom 
from the state of ihram, but Allah will consider the ibadah as if they are in the state of ihram. So whenever they go around the Kaaba and Tawaf, as if they are in the state of ihram, whatever they do in glory and honor and greatness in Makkah, as if they are in the state of ihram, may Allah grant khair and barakah to our people and grant him to be able to make the best of the ibadah and so that they can get the value to the best, inshallah. Amen. We were speaking on that forms of ihram that the person is in and how Allah Ta'ala allows this ummah to be able to enjoy the issue of tamattu'ah. Now we've said tamattu'ah is that state that the that hasn't been a state of ihram prior for hajj it is only that Allah gave it to the Nabi Muhammad sallallahu ummah and that happens in the 10th year of the hijrah when the Nabi sallallahu alayhi wasallam performed the hajj of Islam because in the ninth of the year of the hijrah Sayyidina Abu Bakr radiallahu anhu was sent by the Nabi sallallahu alayhi wasallam to perform hajj for the people because in the 8th year of the hijrah the, the Makkah became a safe place for, for people to travel in and out um, where Fatwa Makkah took, was taken over, and then from the ninth year, the Nabi sallallahu uh, uh, the Nabi sent Sayyidina uh, 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 Abu Bakr radiallahu anhu to perform the Hajj with the people, and sent Sayyidina Ali after him with certain conditions and the rules and things that needs to be happen, and there was nothing to do with a. a, a there was only Ifrad and Kiran that they were dealing with and they were dealing with that in the process of that and yes suddenly in the 10th year of the Hijrah the Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam performs the Hajj and Allah brings this new law to humanity and Allah says فَمَنْ إِلَى الْحَجِّ Now I need to say to our people when after this the next aspect of the Hajj that we're dealing with is Hajj of the Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam that we were dealing with and there we will see the details because we need to clear that aspect very for our people as to how to see the process of ifrad and kiran and tamattu and then the understanding of tamattu. Now, if a person doesn't have the understanding of ifrad and kiran, then tamattu is a total misunderstood reality. A, 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 a total misunderstood. You won't be able to understand it. So you need to understand Ifrad and the conditions of Ifrad and the conditions of Quran and understand its reality. Then only you come to understand the and this gift given to the Nabi sallallahu alaihi wasallam and the Ummah of Muhammad sallallahu alaihi wasallam. When we see that and we realize that the greatness that Allah Taala grants us, then you come to understand what Allah Taala means of tamattu that needs to happen. So Allah says, if you do come with the issue of tamattu, فَمَنْ تَمَتَّعَ بِالْأُمْرَةِ إِلَى الْحَجِّ If you do the umrah and the hajj together within that period of hajj, فَمَسْتَيْسَرَ مِنَ الْحَدِي And you perform the hajj and the umrah together, then you must be able to slaughter a sheep. Now, the conditions of slaughtering the sheep is the issue of the, the what we call the hadi, or the dam that needs to, as the Kryptonians put it, the, that is a law that comes from the Lord who puts down the laws to humanity. Allah puts that law down. Not Imam Shafi'i, not the Shafi Malik, the Shafi or the Malik or the Hanafi or the Hanbali. And so you don't ask them their opinion when Allah has put down these Allah's words. Nobody dare ask, but what's Shafi or Hanafi or Hanbali when Allah puts down the conditions? This is Allah's law. Who needs to grant you a Hajj Makbul Mabrur? Who invited you to perform Hajj? Who's going to grant you the opportunity of saying Hajj Makbul Mabrur? Who else but Allah? 
not the Nabi sallallahu alaihi wasallam, not Imam Shafi'i, not Imam Malik, not Imam Abu Hanifa. None of the Aimma. They have no understanding or any perception without what comes from Allah and His Rasul. And they give give in total submission. If Allah in the Quran says something, they see that we execute. We need to understand as Muslims if we want to be the people who perform Hajj and obtain Hajj Magbul and Mabrur. You go there with a purpose to obtain that status. You go there with a pure intention to come back with that barakah and that nur and that rahmah and that value. Remember the hadith just mentioned a few minutes ago, which the Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa says, in the words of Sina Umar, he said the Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa says there will come a time when millions will go to Makkah, but a handful of them, not even hundreds, will obtain Hajj Magbul and Mabrur. So we have a wish and desire that all Hujaj must obtain it, but it's not something that everybody's going to get. Not until they have the zest and desire to want to get it, but it's not a calling. It's not something you call for. It's something that you work for. It's something that you understand. It needs a lot of commitment, dedication, understanding and hard work. A lot of heavy loaded work that you need to put in. The Hujaj needs to understand they are going to do the greatest ibadah that mankind has ever been given on this earth. That ibadah they're going to do. So they're going to put in maximum value, total focus, and be committed to understand the load is going to be excessively, excessively difficult. Greater than what you and I can imagine. The difficulty of Hajj is greater than any ever difficulty that man can go through. And so ask the people that's been for Hajj. That's been for Hajj all these years. They'll tell you the moment you've made the intention, then you meet up with challenges like you've never met in your whole life prior. Subhanak.